Well now, welcome to episode 151. You know, I had a friend say that number 150 really should have been a a huge anniversary edition. And at first I thought and said, well, you know, the podcast was about beer, come on. But then I thought about, well, let's look up the number 150th anniversary and see what the color is for that number. And it's gold. Gold. Yes. So let's chat about the shine, the shimmer, the fashion, and the glitter, and the lust of what we love. Well, most of us anyway. We call it bling. The bright and shiny, but well, still kind of cheap costume edition of this podcast called Street Curb Curiosity. Wow. (laughs) Gold. Well, it's really gold and silver for the 150th anniversary, but for this episode, we are going for the gold. Well, to start, we're really talking jewelry. 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 God, I'm going to screw up that word so many times in this episode. Jewelry comes from the French word jouel, which means toy. No, no, no. It's not named after Jules Verne and the adventures thereof. And as for the name of the episode, which really is bling, B-L-I-N-G, some folks give rapper Lil Wayne credit for creating that word from his tune, Bling Bling, back in 1999. So, we've only been calling this stuff bling for a little over 20 years? Uh Uh-huh, seems so. Well, and bling was, is, kind of, you know, flashy, gaudy, gold jewels. And the unnamed bling story started about 150,000 years ago. That's when the Big B happened. We found seashells by the seashore. Actually, we found seashell beads in Morocco, which were really the first jewelry ever found. Now, as the story goes, over the millennium, over the years, over the decades, it was believed jewelry warded off evil spirits. And you can pin this, well, you see what I did there? Pin this on those zany Neanderthals, Neanderthals, Neanderthals. Which way do you say it? Well, I got to tell you, they sent me straight on another podcast, an episode of Stuff You Should Know, and they say it's Neanderthals. Anyway, we always seem to start with a chat now, also at this point, about the Egyptians. Seems the guys and ladies of Egypt were, well, they like to be all glitzed up to get the attention of the gods. Because, well, you know, the gods were, well, hell, they were also all glitzy all the time. And the ancient Greeks, well, they wore it into battle. But then the Romans, those bastards, well, they copied the Greeks and they started wearing it into battle. They copied it more than anybody ever, well, well, copied Audrey Hepburn in her LBD. You know, little black dress in the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's? Hold on there a minute, Mr. Podcast Host. What the hell does a dress have to do with a podcast about jewelry and bling? Well, listen up, listener. It's the pearl necklace. You have to have one, and pearls are jewelry. And since we're talking pearls, we can talk about the ocean, which means we can talk about the British Navy. The British Navy, those guys are responsible for gold chain. They were known for the collar of S's. Collar of S's. Heavy gold chain. Heavy gold chain. And we're going to weigh in on that in a bit. Weigh in, heavy, work with me, okay? Okay. Today, lots of people wear jewelry all the time. Now, I really couldn't find a number, but it appears that just under half of America owns fashion jewelry. And the fine jewelry stuff, well, that does appear to be the, the, the center choice of that 40 to 50-year-old age group. Now, if you're average, now I know you're above average, but if you're average, you spend about $350 a year on jewelry. In the United States combined, we spend about $62 billion dollars a year on the shiny stuff. And if you think that's impressive, I got to tell you, China blows us away. They spend 112 billion, give or take a few hundred thousand every year on jewelry. 
Jewelry. Ugh. India comes in at number three at about $40 billion, and the EU comes in after India at about $34 billion. You know, I have one friend who says his wife complains he never buys her jewelry. Well, his defense, he said, was he never knew she sold jewelry. Well, think about it. No, who buys this stuff anyway? Well, it's really split. I'm surprised by this. Half male and half female. Now, my thesis is females buy it for females. Males, well, they buy it for females too. And we buy from roughly 19,300 jewelry stores across the United States. And to put a point on it, you have to kind of look at a married woman who's about 30 years old. That there, my friend, is your perfect profile customer of buying jewelry in the United States today. So I had to ask a friend, when did he start wearing earrings? Well, he said it was the day his girlfriend found them in his car. Hmm, I have to think about that one. Now, let's discuss the question of all questions. Every guy asks this question, what should I spend on an engagement ring? Well, let's see here. It's what should you spend versus what are you okay spending? Well, it seems the average spend on said engagement ring is about $8,000. Eight grand, last year anyway. Now, I am sure you have heard two-month salary. Now, where did that come from? Well, it seems you can tie that back to De Beers. No, not De Beers out of Chicago. De Beers, the world's largest diamond company, biggest on the planet. Now, they call that a suggestion. I personally call that marketing, two-month salary. But 81% of the fine people in the U.S. of A. say that a diamond engagement ring should not cost over five grand. Now, guys, it's really what the girl's expectation is, isn't it? Yeah, good luck. Uh, no, really, good luck. Because two out of three ladies say they absolutely, positively, no way want to be involved with buying that thing. Now, if you think this predicament is getting crazier, well, it really is. And you can thank those darn millennials. Yes, it seems four out of ten millennials say that a fake ring is okie-dokie. Cubic zirconium? Sure, honey, why not? And a full third say an engagement ring? Well, hell, would we don't even need one. Now, now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, you know, I don't think the jewelry industry is really keen on this trend that is occurring. But as of for the year 2022, well, let's dig in. What's in? What's hip? What are all of those cool kids wearing? Ugh, you ready for this? Seriously? Thick gold chains. Thick gold chains. I told you the British Navy would be back involved. Oversized, bold, bling, gaudy gold. As for bracelets and rings, yeah, not so much. But necklaces and earrings, they are in in the year of 2022. Arm cuffs and body chains are also a big thing. And the big names are also there as well. The big name on top of the heap Tiffany's, as always, followed by Harry Winston, Cartier, Bulgari, Van Cleef, Yerman, White Flash. And the most jewelry is made in the lovely land of Italy. The most gold jewelry is made in India. But if you want the best price, well, I'm telling you, you got to go to Hong Kong. At least that's what the experts say. Get to Dubai if you're in the market for some gold. And speaking of gold, it's not the top dog. Sorry, it's silver. Remember in the beginning of the podcast, gold and silver? Silver has made a comeback. For this year, the experts say silver, well, it's, it's really the new gold. Like, wow, who'd have thunk? But you know the main reason? Well, I'll tell you. It's rich people are getting cheap. It's the economy, stupid. But hey, look, money is money, right? Silver is cheaper. And the rich folks still want their glitz. So glitz for less? Well, you're buying silver. Now, if you are thinking of jewelry as a gift, a recent survey said that 58% of the ladies prefer 
i.e. love, to get jewelry as a gift. And earrings, six out of ten times. So if you're trying to make her happy, buy her a pair of earrings. With necklaces coming in not too far behind, I must add. Now, I must say, this reminds me of a couple I knew who were out shopping. She was walking through the mall and started looking around, and to her surprise, her husband was, well, he was gone. She didn't see him anywhere. Pissed her off a little bit because they had a lot of shopping and errands to do, so she got a little worried, I have to say. She called him on his mobile phone and asked him where he was. And he said in a very calm voice, you know, honey, remember that jewelry store we went to here about five years ago where you just fell in love with that diamond necklace that we couldn't afford at the time, and I told you that one day I was going to get it for you? Well, she got this big smile on her face. She got all choked up, and actually a little tear came to her eye and said... Oh, honey, yes, I do remember that jewelry store. Well, he said, well, I'm in the bar right next to it. Come and get me. And I'm sure she got him a few times, several, if you will. Maybe we should just move on, okay? You know, with all of this bonanza of information about bling, here's one little tidbit that, well, it just may make you popular at your next party. What is the most popular jewelry? Guesses? Guesses? Huh? Okay, it's Earrings, they make up about 41% of the jewelry market. Rings, well, they come in second at 32%. Necklaces come in third at 18%, and then bracelets at 8%. Oh, you thought toe rings might make the list? Well, they would if you were in India and you were female. But they have been making a comeback over the past year or so. I have to say, so yes, we should talk about them. Well, their popularity wane was afoot work with me, a foot, in the 90s. But now, now, hell, even guys are wearing toe rings. Really? Yeah. Oh, by the way, wear that toe ring on your second toe. Don't be radical. Fit with the crowd for a little bit, okay? Oh, and speaking of the guys, again, and earrings, again, I must add that guys appeared to be the first to rock that single earring look. Yeah, they started back in the 16th, 17th century. And no, it was not just this little stud thing like you see today. They dangled back in the days. Yes, sir. Sir Walter Raleigh, as a matter of fact, was known for his double pearl dangly thing that he had hanging from his ear. So, yeah, the guys started the look. And oh, yeah, 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 to keep the ladies involved, I am aware of a few ladies who like to brag that they can still fit in their earrings from high school. I'm just saying. Oh, and speaking of back in the day, pirates and sailors wore jewelry as life insurance. Yes, life insurance. The reason is, if they died at sea, and if their bodies washed up on shore of distant lands, the gold was there to pay for a proper burial for said dead pirate. There, you learned something new. Oh, and speaking of pirates, R and jewelry, you know there's over $100 million of jewelry stolen every year. Ah, smash and grab seem to be the thing these days, with only about 4% ever recovered. Oh, and how can you tell if some jewelry you have in your, in your blingy little hands is stolen? Well, in these days of the Internet, it appears you could look it up on the stolen jewelry website of the Jeweler Security Alliance. Of course, there is a website. And, you know, i got to tell you, people stealing from banks and and jewelry stores, that's really bad. But now there there seems to be people who are also robbing bakeries. Bakeries, man, that really takes the cake. Ah, Sweet. Oh, oh, and I could use your help. If you have any suggestions on how I can make the podcast about jewelry even better, well, you know, give me a ring. A ring? Just Look, did I tarnish my reputation with that last one? Or maybe, just maybe, all of the dumb jokes over the past 151 episodes of this podcast, well, they're just diamonds in the rough. Rough, like this podcast, the one we call Street Curb Curiosity.